Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. Matthew uh, 23, uh, 25 through 28. Amen. And so a local woman had moved back to Georgia to purchase the old homestead on which she grew up. And so her mother and father had passed away. And so the land needed to be claimed. So one of the first things she had to do is hire someone to clean out the well that her father dug many years before. And so over the years, a lot of stuff had accumulated in the well. And so it had made the water worthless. And so the crew got a good size of the pile out and showed it to the woman so they could get rid, I mean, get paid for the job. But she said, nope, there's more in there. And so she told them, please keep digging. So this went on for about three more days. Finally, at the end of the third day, the woman looked at the last pile of trash, toys, and miscellaneous objects that had been found at the bottom of the well and said, you are done. Puzzled, one of the men asked how she knew that it was. She answered, because when I was a little girl and Pa first dug that well, I took a teapot and threw it in the well. I figured the first thing that went into that well would be the last thing that came out. And so I believe, amen, in the heart, in the heart of man, in the heart of humanity, there's, you know, there's things in our hearts. There's the issues of life. And so God would want, amen, to purify our hearts of the teapots of life. Those things that get stuck sometimes, those things that get wedged. Man, those things that, you know, have been there, amen, that have accumulated or we've let accumulate in our lives. But I want to say that God, amen, is a good God. God is a, is a God, amen, that, that reveals things. And so the human heart and the human mind is something that's very complicated. But God is more than able, amen, to, to deal with us. Matthew 23, 25 through 20, it says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you, are, uh, for you clean the outside of your cup and the plate, but the insides, they are full of greed and self-indulgence. It goes on to say, You blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of your cups and plates and plate." that the outside also may be uh, clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and are all unclean. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Let's pray. God, we pray this evening. Lord God, that you would uh, lift the issues, Lord God, that they would come to the surface of our hearts, Lord God, that we would bring them to your altar, that we would bring them before you, Lord God, 
that you may deal with them, that you may expose them, Lord God, for they are not good for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to take a look, firstly, at the accumulation of junk. And so the Pharisees were masters. These were teachers of the law. They knew the law. Amen. Back and forth. And so these were devoted men. These were devoted men of God to the law. But one thing they failed to do, amen, is to continue to let the law expose their heart. We have the Ten Commandments. It's, it's the law, amen. You look at the law, and it ex, it's there to expose, to show who you and I really are. And so they had the law. They knew the law, but they didn't let the law, amen, do what it needed to do in their hearts. And so it is good to know God's word, but we must let it expose the innermost parts of our hearts. So this is where the deep issues of life secretly hide or secretly, secretly are kept. Many people, amen, many a times they will respond to an altar call. They will feel genuinely remorseful for their sins. So they'll come and they'll repeat a little prayer. So they get up. And they say to themselves, I feel better now. The weight is lifted off of me. But you'll see them to walk away from the house of God, never to be seen again. And when you said a sinner's prayer, that was the beginning of your conversion. That doesn't mean, amen, that everything is finished now. There's a process. Amen. As, as you get saved, if you take a cup, you use it, amen. drink milk in it, even put water, whatever, and you want to put in a juice, dump it out. Don't clean that cup out. Drink out of, out of it again. Do it for a couple of times. And so over time, amen, see what happens to that cup. And so this is what the scripture is saying, amen, that we need to wash, amen, ourselves from within. We need to let God deal with the heart, amen. And so there are things in the line in your heart that you do not even know that are there. But I want to say that God knows they're there. His will for your life is to expose the issues in your heart. And not just ex expose them, amen, but continue to the expose the rising issues of the heart. And so these are the underlying issues. And so these issues, they obstruct and they hinder. Amen. We'll come to a point in our lives and that we can't move forward. There's a hindrance, there's an obstruction, amen. There's, there's a pullback in our lives because we have not dealt with the issue. If you do not deal with the issues of your heart, then you will be troubled in your walk with God. I've been there before. God's telling me he's dealing with an issue in my heart. And it might not be sin, but I'm unwilling to deal with it. 
And I've seen my own walk with God hindered. So the question is this evening is that do you let God deal with the issues of your heart? But not just deal with them. Do you do something about them when they are exposed? We must do something about them. Amen. Matthew 5, 23, 24 says, So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be uh, reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Adam Clark says this, This is as much to, uh, to say, do not attempt to bring any offering to God while thou art in a spirit of enmity against any person, or haste any uh, difference with, your, with thy neighbor, which thou hast not used thy diligence to get adjusted. Amen. So we, we know, you know, sometimes that we have issues in our hearts. And we need to adjust these issues. It is our duty and our interest both to bring our gift and to offer it to him. But God will not accept of any of our religious uh, worship from us. While there's enmity um, substance in our heart towards any soul of man. Or while any substance uh, in our hearts towards our neighbor which we have not uh, used the proper means to remove. Amen. And so this goes also for anything that may get trapped into our hearts. And it's not just for, okay, I got to forgive somebody. Yes, that's a main part of it. Because there's other things that get trapped in our hearts. There's greed. There's lust. There's unforgiveness. There's envy coveting and that's that's just a few to name this evening but there's there's so much more like i said we're complicated amen and god says deal with them when they are exposed because they can become a potential hazard in your future a lot of times we like to sweep things under the rug majority of the time we tend to say no that's not a big deal it's not a big issue I did this recently how many of us know that we had a pastoral change not too long ago or like six months ago so pastor Rosario he became my pastor when we took over the church in Pasco I'm not familiar with him amen I've talked with him a couple of times, but I, I don't really know Pastor Rosario. And so it was kind of awkward when I would call him sometimes, so I would avoid calling him. But God started dealing with me. He started dealing with me that I would call him up and be open with, with him. So I did. I called him up and I was open with, with Pastor Rosario. And so when I did this, there was a release in my life. I felt an uplifting, amen, of God's spirit in my life. You know, it's not that I didn't feel God's spirit, but it was like when, when I did this, when I was obedient to God, 
it was like something something was released in the spiritual like i said there was no sin but i want to say that there was a barrier that could have developed into bigger concerns in my life how many of us know that we're uh people of relationship especially having a relationship with my pastor that's a big hindrance I've known guys that have gone out and today they're no longer pastoring because they haven't kept a good relationship with their pastor. And I remember when I was talking to Pastor Rosario, one of the things he told me is that I needed to call him. He's got 25 guys, 25 churches that are out there. But, you know, the ice was broken. Amen. I, I was I was uh, transparent with him and, and it did something. And I want to say that, that that it's it's man, it's it's awesome what God did. But I, I got I had to get out of that that mindset. Amen. That, you know, things were indifferent. And I want to say that God did something. I want to take a look. Secondly, at getting the junk out. God wants to expose the issues so we can do something about them. Jesus told the Pharisees, For you clean the outside of your cup and the plate, but the inside are full of greed and self-indulgence. And so it is our job as Christians to let God deal with the issues of our heart. And then when He exposes them, we must expel them from our lives. Charles Spurgeon says this, A Christian must never leave off repenting, for I fear he never leaves off sinning. How many of us know that we're sinners under grace? We might not be out there, amen, doing these, these awful things that, that a lot of Christians turn their nose up to. Amen. But little things can come become bigger things, bigger issues, and eventually become sin. My younger sister had a storage unit for many years. And so her and her husband had been paying $200 a month for it. And so I guess the light bulb came on one day, and they realized that they were paying all this money to store stuff that they had never used before, or weren't going to use, or think about using. They were basically paying money to store up junk. And so my sister, she sold all her junk. And so, amen, the, the relief of suffering to pay $200 a month. Amen. And so that is a picture of your heart. You will pay in life for the worthless things we hold on to. We'll pay it. That's why, you know, when, when, you're, when you're serving God and you're a Christian and you, and you feel this uncertainty in your heart, heart is because God is trying to deal with something. And so these things are of no use. We must get rid of them. Think about this. She's been paying this 200 bucks a year. For stored junk. 
And so they finally got rid of it. And so the burden of her paying 200 bucks a month was, was lifted. And so when we get rid of our junk, amen, and give it to God, it's, it's lifted. And so if we get rid of, amen, these things, we can live free of remorse. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. And so it is your responsibility to be a manager of your own heart. It's your heart. No one can tend to it but you. Amen. My wife cannot tend to my heart. And she can tell me things. She can point out things. And she does. Amen. But it's up to me if I want to deal with it or not. Your husband, your wife, amen, they can't get the stuff out. God can't even get the stuff out. God can deal with it, but it's ultimately up to you, amen, to, to get it out. And so when we tend to our hearts on a regular basis, that we will not have a pile of problems built up. This is a challenge. This is a daily challenge, monthly challenge, yearly challenge, amen, that we have to do. And so it is. it will be easier for us to manage when we do some upkeep. People let, you know, junk build up in their garage. I've, I've done this before, and it's harder, amen, to clean a garage out that has stuff and stuff piled up in it than just, just to manage it. And that's how our hearts are. That's how our lives are. Because we, we need to continuously, amen, bring these things to God. I want to take a look lastly at the new things. So when we continue to clean out our hearts, we are making room for God to put new things in. And God always wants to put new things in. Mark 2.22 says, And no one puts new wine into an old wineskin. If he does, the wine will burst the skin. And the wine is destroyed. And so are the skins. But the new wine is for fresh wineskins. And so wine could be kept in either jars or wineskins. So the, the latter would stretch. The old wineskin had already been uh, stretched to capacity by fermenting wine within them. If they were uh, to be filled with unfermented wine, it would also expand. And so the old wineskin, amen, already stretched to the limit would break or burst. And so when God made us new through his son Jesus, I want to say that the old things passed away. We're new creations. And so it's, it's meant for us, amen, to keep putting the good things of God in us. We are made new creations through his son Jesus. Amen. We're fit now for the good things, amen, of God. But I want to say that the problem is that the heart likes collecting all sorts of things. And so these things are not profitable. 
So why does the, the heart like to collect these things? Because deep down inside we're evil. Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10 says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is exceedingly perverse. This is a new amplified. Perverse and corrupt and severely mortally sick. Wicked. Who can know it, perceive, understand, be acquainted with our own hearts and our mind? I, the Lord, search the mind. I try the heart, even to give everyone according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. And so it is God that searches the heart. God exposes the heart. Amen. And so, but even though our hearts are evil, our lives are determined by what good we put in and what bad we take out. And so when we clear out the bad things or the bad stuff and put in the good things of God, then God produces, amen, good fruit in us. Amen. A while back, we were at a revival, and this this. Uh, evangelist gave my wife a word. He said that there there were vines wrapped around her heart. And he said that, that he saw God. He said he's going to put his his hand into her heart. And he's going to rip those vines out that have been in her in her heart. And so she just she she just started crying. Amen. Because how many of us know that sometimes. We know the issues. We, we look at each other, but we're like, oh, they're, they're good. But that's how the heart is. And so there's been a refreshing, there's been a, a renewing in her heart. Luke 6.45 says, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of an evil treasure produces evil. Man, I, I didn't have the scripture. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so you see this is true. Man. You talk to a sinner. And out of the abundance, their mouth speaks. They speak cursings. They speak lies. Amen. So when good things are put in the heart, good things are produced. And like I said, this, this is complicated. But God is more than able. Amen. He's, he's, he's the good, amen, master. To, deep, to be able to deal with our hearts, amen. And rip or take out these things. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed? You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.